0: Hey, Gary. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Coming up on 905 on this Tuesday, January 2nd, 2024. I'm Karen Michael in for John Reed. And one of my favorite guests when I host the show is Leslie Wyrick, whose son died by suicide in 2016. And and since then, she is on a mission to make sure that people understand the value of positive mental health and to prevent suicide from happening. And she is the author of a new book, The Gifts of Grief, that will be available on January 5th, which would have been her son's 28th birthday. Good morning, Leslie.
1: Good morning, Karen. Wow, it's just so great to start the new year with you. And, um, yeah, it's an honor to be here, especially this week. It's a special week for me.
0: Well, I want to talk about your book in a minute, but first I want to talk about your trip to Alaska. You posted Mm. about these troops that I know that you have a big passion for speaking to public safety our troops but you did this trip to Alaska over December speaking to our troops talk about that experience and and I love that you talk about how it's not just the keynotes that you give when you're speaking but it's the people that come up to you afterwards and tell you their Mm -hmm. stories talk about this experience what you were doing how many people you spoke to and just what you what what led you afterwards to speaking to people what you learned from them
1: yeah. Thank you, Karen. Um, That was the, you know, that was the speaking opportunity of a lifetime because you know, who goes to Alaska in December, right, Karen? <laughs> <I> mean,
0: <laughs> little it, chilly.
1: It, yeah. A little chilly. In fact, one of the Lieutenant colonels said to me when I was up there, he said, do you, Leslie, do you know what we call people who come up to Alaska in the month of December? And I said, no, he goes, we call them friends. <laughs> 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 because he's like, Cause nobody comes to Alaska in December, but no, they had a, um, in 2021 um so these are the arctic angels karen they are the 11th airborne division up there so i spoke in uh, a week the first week i flew into anchorage um which is a big city and i spoke approximately probably to about three or four thousand soldiers that week and then from there at the end of that week i flew 300 miles north up into what's called the interior of alaska which is Fairbanks. I arrived to uh, 22 degrees below zero that evening when I flew in, so that's really, really up there. And um, they are trained in these extreme climates, you know, so you can imagine what these young soldiers are going through. We had approximately four hours of daylight while I was there. We'd get daylight around 10, and then it would start going down around 3. So very little sunlight there, you know, extreme temperatures, and in the best of mental health circumstances, that would impact all of us, right? So you take an 18 or a 19-year-old young, usually there are some female soldiers up there, but predominantly they are male up there. And I would say maybe um, 80-20, probably 80% male, 20% female. Um, So you take a young person going up there in those extreme temperatures, maybe away from home the first time ever in their lives, and you put them in a climate like that, and it really wreaks havoc on their mental health. So what happened in 21 up there, Karen? Was they had just a just um, a, a they they ended up with 17 suicides oh on that gosh. that installation that that year. But by the um, I say I'm a woman of faith by the grace of God, the um, General Brian Eisler, who is the one that invited me there. Um, General Eisler invited me up. He implemented a program called Mission 100, and Mission 100 just the essence behind it means 100% of everyone who is on both of those military installations in Anchorage and in that would be J Bear which is a joint base with the air force and the army i was speaking on the army side um in anchorage and then fort wainwright which is all army in in fairbanks 100% 100% of the troops up there will be will receive mental health counseling doesn't matter if you're a four star general or a private first class when you land up there, you are going to be seen by a behavioral health specialist. And I love that because it normalizes it. You know, it's not like us against them. So um, that Mission 100 started that. They brought in extra chaplains, extra counselors. They implemented a lot of great things. And what happened was in 21, they had 17 suicides. In 22, Karen, they took it down to six. Now, that's in, an incredible um, impact. And, you know, what I say, and I say, if you follow me on LinkedIn, it's all about connection. You know, it's all about connection. So these chaplains would go in and out of the barracks, let's just say in off hours, when these soldiers weren't on duty, when these soldiers had time to take a casual walk, the chaplain would you know, kind of meander through the barracks and say, hey soldier, you wanna go for a walk with me? And in those casual conversations, and that's what happens when I speak to Karen, in those casual conversations, that's when things start coming out and that's when you have an opportunity to catch things before they escalate to a point of self-harm or suicide. So they have done incredible work up there, and it was an honor to be the last speaker in the Mission 100 series in 2023, so that's why I went up there.
0: Well, I know that you changed lives. We're talking to Leslie Wyrick, and she's with Leslie's Hope, and she's also written a new book, and The Gifts of Grief. Talk about your book that's coming out on Thursday, January 5th, which I understand would have been your son's 28th birthday.
1: Mm-hmm. Thank you, Karen. Um, it's, it's, it's really, I want to say a memoir. I don't know how to say that, and I'm not to give too much of my book away, but um, it is my personal journey of loss. I've had more loss in my life than probably, I want to say, the average person. I certainly hope so. You know, I lost two infants earlier in my life. I lost my son. I've lost three of my siblings to cancer. Um, so it's my personal journey of loss, and it's a story of each person. Each chapter talks about my relationship with that person, and then what I learned not only from losing them, but from their life. So it's really a story of post-traumatic growth. And of course, I talk about Austin suicide and what I've done with my work since there. And I'll share with you this morning when I was ready to get on the, the show with you, I received a message, and I'll just share real, real briefly with you from a parent who said, that, you know, they had bumped into my profile and they just, I love that they said, your words have really helped me to find the words to the countless emotions that come with seeing your child struggle. You know, when my son said that being with him is more valuable than any obstacles I clear for him, it summarized what you've been saying all along. Thank you for the work you do. So I tell everybody we're we're complicating things in this world, Karen. We've got to get our heads out of our digital devices. It is so it's more important than ever that people look up and they take a digital break every day and they notice things. You know, like my husband and I are on vacation this week. So we're last night spending about an hour and a half down just in the lobby of our hotel, um, talking to our, our, um, waitress. And we're just, our, we're just finding out about her. You know, she moved here 20 years ago to Arizona. She has a son. You know, that's, that's mental health 101. It's suicide prevention. We have, and it helps our brain too. So we've got to become more connected and put these stupid digital devices away every single day.
0: Well, I know I'm addicted to mine, so I could take a little we bit of that advice are, myself because I'm I'm completely addicted to. I mean, if I don't have it in my hand, I'm like you know somebody like a drug addict. Where's my phone? Where's my phone? You know,
1: two seconds. I know, away from I know, phone. and I'm guilty of that too, Karen. We are all guilty of that. But I'll tell you what I'm challenging people to do. You know, it's try to go into the grocery store without your phone. You know, try to go into the coffee shop without your phone. Do it and notice, like yesterday my husband and I went to breakfast. There's two parents sitting there with probably a three- or four-year-old. He's on a little tablet. His parents are on, you know, both their devices. And I'm like, I'm positive they were probably on a vacation. Yesterday was New Year's Day. So, you know, but no one's connecting with each other. And, you know, then our kids, you know, our kids are being raised in this Generation where, you know, Gen Z, we'll just talk about that for a minute here. Gen Z, which was born 1997 to 2012, 2013. So that's most of the soldiers that I speak to are in that Gen Z generation with the military. Gen Z self-reports. They self-report as being lonely, sometimes or all the time, over 65% of them. So I say to them when I speak, I'm like, do you think of a digital device could solve this loneliness problem. You know, you were born with a digital device in your thumb, yet you self-report as the loneliest generation ever. So that should tell us enough about the fact that our digital devices aren't really truly connecting us, you know. And so I think it's really, really important. We've lost, you know, now I understand colleges are starting to teach courses on, you know, how to have conversation, how to make eye contact, you know, because, you know, young people are trying to go interview and they don't even know how to shake a hand or make eye contact you know so it's very very important that we teach people these skills of connection because these skills of connection are really really important for the chemistry of our brain to give us hope and keep us here and one of the things that you talked about was the
0: the gift of gratitude and how mm. we need to rewire our brains because i just feel this and maybe it's just since the pandemic that we are just so our brains are just they're almost like they're 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 on this wiring system of negativity and stress mm-hmm. and depression and loneliness and what talk about this grat this need for gratitude and how we can rewire our brain so when we go through tough times because we're going to have tough times we can be absolutely. resilient and overcome those things absolutely. instead of resorting to what we think is our only option which is to die by suicide which is certainly
1: absolutely. not a good option absolutely mm-hmm. absolutely karen well, you know, you know, I feel like you can find gratitude in all things and I think that shocks people when I say I found gratitude in my son's suicide and I'll speak about that in the book just real briefly because we were able to harvest his organs and so we were able to get there in time to donate you know, um, both of his corneas, his heart valves and all of his bone and tissue. So, you know, in every circumstance in life, I think gratitude helps our brain. But when we want to talk about, you know, and I'm going to talk a lot this year about the, the brain science of positive, you know, I want to call it positive psychology, but hope and how hope really puts chemicals in our brain that we need. Hope is forward thinking. So I think it's very, very important for people to understand gratitude because gratitude it's neuroplasticity. And the more you practice it, it's not going to be natural. It's not going to feel normal, especially as you said, Karen, in today's world, you know, where we're on our digital devices, where we're listening to news 24-7. But I think it's really important. And one of the things I challenge the soldiers with, I do a 3-3 challenge with them at the end of every talk, but I challenge them to find three things they're grateful for and stick them on their phone. And I have them write it down just like this. My three reasons for living today are, and I tell them, listen. They're your reasons, not mine. They can be anything you want. They can be your dog. They can be, you know, you, you hung out with a buddy last night. They can be anything. But my three reasons for living today are stick them on your phone because they're always with their phone, right? Stick them on your phone. Put them on there. And I said say them out loud. When you're walking somewhere, when you're in the shower, you can change them up. You can add to them, whatever you want to do. But what this does is it rewires your brain. So when you're, when you're really practicing gratitude, it actually calms down your nervous system calms it down and when our nervous system is not stuck in fight or flight like it is with so many young people when they end up dying by suicide when it's not stuck in fight or flight Karen, it can make better decisions we can make better choices and so we're so it's really really important to practice gratitude for our brain chemistry so put those reasons for living like i would challenge everybody it's a new year let's put my three reasons for living this year are and you know put them on there you can add to them you can change them but it's so important and then Say them out loud so your brain can actually hear you say them. And once again, that's just a simple gratitude practice that helps us rewire our brain.
0: Well, I know that I'm looking forward to getting your book, The Gifts of Grief, that come that will come out this Thursday.
1: Where can we find The Gifts of Grief, Leslie? It'll be available on Amazon. And I will also say to anyone listening, if anyone has a grief center in their area, whether it's, and I know my hometown of Fort Wayne, Indiana has a beautiful grief center called the Peggy Murphy Community Wide Grief Center. It also has Aaron's House, which is a, a children's grief center. I will be donating six signed copies of each book to the grief center libraries. And if I'm able to come in and do a book reading for your grief center, I will leave behind six signed copies so any grief center anywhere and especially when i speak on military bases now i'm going to be looking for the grief centers i'll be going to san diego to speak to the navy the end of january i'm excited about that because i have yet to speak to the navy been working with the army looking forward to working with the marines and the air force too this year so any grief center in the united states i will be willing to come and share our story do a book reading and leave six signed copies behind
0: Well, Leslie Weirich of Leslie's Hope, I am grateful for you and for your voice, which is so needed in this time. And you are a gift to all of us, especially our military, but to all of us. The Gifts of Grief available on Amazon starting this Thursday. Happy New Year to you, Leslie. Great
1: talking with you. Happy New Year to you, Karen. Thank you.
0: Coming up on 918 here on this Tuesday morning, you're listening to News Radio WRVA.